You will sleep better than you have ever slept. You've never been this relaxed. Are you ready to change your life? I'm Rusty Diamond, certified hypnotist. You don't need to leave your house. You can stay in your bed. You can stay in your favorite chair. You just need a computer or your phone. You can get a hold of me. Stay at home. I'll make your life better. Hypnosisisgrade.com It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo! Rusty. What's up, everybody? It is Saturday, show number two, show number 499. What is number 500 going to be? I don't know. Who's going to be on number 500? I don't know. Although, yeah, anyone would have been a cool 500. Who knows what it's going to be? I don't know. Maybe I'm going to call someone up. If not, I have one scheduled for Monday. So it might be Monday, it might be 500, it might be one later today, it might be one tomorrow. I wake up at two in the morning and be like, I'm going to do a three minute one by myself and call that number 500 because this is on the Rusty Diamond Podcast Network. This is my show. This is the public access podcast, the podcast. Now the Pennsylvania public access podcast, not called the Pennsylvania public access podcast, but the podcast here on the Rusty Diamond Podcast Network. Thank you, everyone, for being here, and thank you for showing up, watching me, uh, listening to me, whatever it is. You guys are doing it, and I appreciate it. So thank you, everyone, for being here, and I'm going to bring on my special guest. I had her on last year. It's been about a year, and I had a small group of people that I, I... really appreciated that I have on my show when I was running shows in Westland, Oregon, doing comedy shows. Uh, they were, it, it was Dan Wianco, um, <laughs> uh, geez, Rochelle Cochran, Pedro Andrade, and my special guest today, Amanda Martin Tolley, right there. How are you doing, Amanda? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Uh, not too shabby. What uh, what happened to the cat? I thought uh, I was <laughs> looking at mine, and I was I was confused. I was wondering how my cat got into your your screen, but he he's coming back. Bradbury, come on. He was bored because it was just me, but now that he hears your voice, he's like, "Oh, friends, I'll come back." So is that a common occurrence? Uh, It is. I'm sitting at my like office desk and I work from home. And so anytime I'm on a Zoom call, he hops in because he's like, oh my gosh, who am I going to get to meet? He's just 
really, really social and loves people. And I think if he could live in like a bar, maybe like a sports bar, it would be his favorite thing in the world. <laughs> a bar cat would be. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would be pretty neat. I was talking to a guy yesterday who uh, right now he's in Albania and he goes and goes along uh, in a motorhome. And he says he goes and stops at all these places that all on all these like uh, like motorhome parks or whatever mm-hmm. you would call them, they all have stray cats. And he just he doesn't own a cat, but he has these cats that he just sort of picks up and goes and hangs out in his motorhome uh, whenever whenever he's going through. And then whenever he oh. leaves, he leaves the cats there and finds new cats. So yeah, maybe that was that was your cat in a past life, or maybe or something. it when um my boyfriend and I went to the Yucatan. Last year, we oh. found uh, the only Irish pub there, and it's called Patty's. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. And uh, there was a, a bar cat. Oh. Yep. Uh- and so the, the kitty lived at the bar and had, like, food and water bowls throughout. And it was just, like, would just walk on in, talk to people, hang out. Like, just that's that's where the kitty lived. And then we stayed in a hostel and there was a kitty that lived there too. So like also kind of a nice setup. So the kitty at the hostel would like come to the doors of like each of the rooms yeah. and you have like a screen door and so we leave the screen door open and then it would just be like, hey, and we'll just like come on in and like hang out and then be like, all right, I'm going to go see the next people. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. Why, why can't we adopt this? I <laughs> guess because we've adopted too many. <laughs> other We end up taking them in. We can't just let them let them go but i don't know i think it would be hard if i had a cat like that to that was so friendly and liked everyone so much to be able to let it go um i think that could be kind of hard but yeah yeah i i agree i have been looking for some some more volunteer opportunities and um the animal shelters and the humane society are always in need of volunteers and that one is really hard for me because I'm like, I can't bring home more animals. And my parents said I can't bring them more animals. So <laughs> it, start, yeah, opening up the phone book. And uh, I guess now it's now it's like yeah, this. It's but, not... Well, I actually I did get a like an old an old fashioned address book because okay. we have a landline at our house. That's right. You have yeah. a landline. Okay. Yeah. Uh, was it, what kind of phone was it? Was it Lips? Was, okay. Am I imagining that So last year? No, no, no. We went through a bunch of different phones trying to find the perfect phone because something that's interesting that I did not realize is that the ringer is specific to the phone. And you can't like, there's a slight uh, variance that you can do, but like, I think until sm- not even smartphones, but flip phones came out. Remember when you could like record your own ringtone? Right. Like, but growing up, we just had a phone and it just rang like a phone. Like all phones kind of rang the same in my memory, right? Yeah, until they had those, uh, they were the portable phones. Uh, mm-hmm. I forgot, I think they were VTech brand 
or something they were probably about like this big and um i think they had like four different ringers that you could have for the phone yeah so there's came out like 15 years ago 15 20 years ago yeah so it's it's still like a the technology did not advance with the landline and i don't it never i it's not something i ever thought about right right and so then in deciding okay we're gonna have a landline and picking out a phone even if the phone looked great the ringer was terrible oh and so the lip phone was a screeching noise it was a screeching ring that was like it hurt our ears it hurt the cat's ears so we had to return the lips oh no yeah and so we ended up having a like the other thing was getting a phone with a uh answering machine jack that was the second bit so we're like okay we have got to like the ringtone and we've got to have one with a jack for the answering machine and originally i'd wanted the answering machine with the tiny tapes because right. my thought was um when like my roommate and i were actively dating that instead of giving out our like phone number we'd give out the house line and then someone would have to call and then they'd have to leave a message and then we could save all of these tapes and listen to them I don't know why we thought that was fun. It's weird, but it seemed yeah. like, I don't know, it seemed really fun. And then uh, you basically cannot find a working tape recording answering machine. They're too old. With with the mini cassettes. Yeah, yeah. You can buy the mini cassettes, but finding an answering machine, and I was about to pay like $90. Like it was a, oh. I've had some cocktails. Absolutely, we need this. And then I was about to buy it and they're like, oh, we can't guarantee it works. And I'm like, what am I going to do with this? Just have a fake answering machine sitting in my house? Like that seems concerning. Yeah. And so, because they, they probably don't have either the small tapes, uh, the, the mini tapes themselves, or maybe they don't have the, I guess they'd have to have a power outlet, but maybe they didn't. Maybe they didn't have the power outlet selling with it. So I got crap that I sell. Uh, like I even... Uh, I got this right here if anyone's yes! interested. <laughs> so it was, it was a phone kind of like this that had the four tones to it. Um, yeah, it, the ringers, but it was a little newer. In a cradle. That's when I feel like the, the customization. Yeah. And, you know, we say customization. And I think what my brain then versus what your brain now, now it's like customization means you can have 87 Taco Bell toppings. And then it was like you had four ringtones. Like, yeah. And you can really? set it for like, Oh, we know dad's calling. That's his ringtone. So we would set it for like family members. Okay. Yeah. I remember that. Um, but then, then that can get odd too, because then you always like know who's calling. You got people around you. It's like, Oh, Hey, it's, uh, you know, I was like, Oh, you're not picking up your dad's phone call again. Like, uh, <laughs> Dad's calling. No, don't worry about it. Like, but I guess it was kind of the same with caller ID. Yeah. Well, I, um, Last year, I I still like to set my ringtones. I stopped doing ringbacks because I was told that that is unprofessional if you have someone from work calling you. I had like oh. Mickey Avalon or something. And I was like, fine, I won't be fun. Oh. So I started getting like paying, you know, 79 cents to get a ringtone. Well, I thought I made it Britney Spears toxic. And I was like, oh, this is fun and catchy. But people automatically assumed that I, I'd set my exes if ever they called. And I was like, well, now... Oh, but mean 
but really funny. And I wish I'd thought of that, but no, it's just my ringtone for everyone. Like, Yeah. Well, I mean, so then I, you, yeah. What do you do with that? Yeah. I was just like, well, uh, when you call, it's also toxic. So <laughs> everyone <laughs> well, has. You know. Maybe you are. Maybe <laughs> yeah. you are toxic too. <laughs> but I, I just love that sense of nostalgia. And that's part of why we, we have the landline. I actually was looking, you know, it's kind of going through looking at like, ah, oh, do we really use it that much? Cause like, we're not giving it out to strangers. And though it is like coming up on election season and cycles, Ooh. which is great because we get election surveys, sure. which I love doing. I will like, oh, okay. oh I love it. So got them last year. And it's like the phone would ring and I would answer and they'd be like, oh, do you have time to take a survey? And I was like, one moment, let me just get a glass of water, wine. And then I would sit down and sometimes be like half an hour. You're just chatting, taking a survey. It's it's like a real life yeah. BuzzFeed quiz. It was awesome. So we were, we were evaluating whether or not to like keep the landline, but I looked at our bill and we're not getting charged for it because they changed oh. our phone number when we moved because our phone number used to be a plaid pantry number. Oh, which so was amazing. Is it called showed... for pantry? Well, weirdly, no. But when we called people, it showed up on the, like their caller ID as Plaid Pantry was calling them. Cool. Which I'm really sad to have lost that. But now having like a landline number, like a for an actual residence, we don't pay for the bill anymore. So I was like, we're not getting charged for it. I'm just not going to say anything. Yeah. So does it go like through the internet then, or is it a Google yeah. voice number? No, it goes through um, like the internet provider. Okay. It was only like, you know, $7 a month anyway, but I was yeah. like, oh, but it has been ringing a lot during the day. Unfortunately, like the phone is downstairs. And so by the time I get from my room downstairs, most of the time they've hung up, but like, I will just run for the phone as if I'm expecting like a life-changing call. It never is. It never it is. Be. It could be. It, it's just like a lot of times it's people asking if we're looking to sell our house. And I'm like, we don't own this house, but thanks. <laughs> like, I don't think we can yeah. sell it on behalf of our landlord. Right. Um, that, that's become a thing. I, I saw there's, there was a thing, especially like, you know, a few years ago, it became a thing like these things on TikTok would blow up these people that got into you know, buying the houses and, but not like buying the houses, just buying the, I guess, buying the, I don't know if it's the deed to the house to flip it to, or the contract to the house to sell it, to flip it immediately. So like without them ever really taking ownership, they don't have to pay taxes on it. There's some sort of loophole where you can get around this where yeah. you can just, yeah, buy it from someone and sell it to someone right after like they do it a lot with the um you, like the houses that are falling apart and stuff like okay like i'll, I'll offer you a hundred thousand dollars cash and then like give them a contract to that and then it, so they sort of own it and then they can sell that contract to somebody else for like two hundred thousand dollars and pocket a oh. hundred thousand bucks so okay it, this sounds I don't understand it yeah this the way you've described it, I'm like, oh, is this something like the big short? Like kind something of. like that. And yeah, you know, I, I know I'm not an unintelligent person, but th there's some of that that I'm like, 
it's so convoluted. Like it just seems like it should all be absolutely illegal. Right. It should be. Yeah. It like totally should be. Especially <laughs> when it's where someone lives. Yeah. It it's so frustrating and stuff like that. I did I like the movie The Big Short because I feel like it actually explained it in a way that I was like, oh, thank you for taking this really complex thing and making it like humorous and obviously like Margot Robbie explaining it while in like drinking champagne in a beautiful bathtub. I was like, I want that bathtub. I I would love that in my life. And just I liked it. I thought it was a great presentation. And maybe I'll go and rewatch that and be like, oh, that's exactly what we were talking about. <laughs> like, At least get the bathtub. Yeah, I know that I that was one of the few things I miss about our old place was we had a huge it was like an extra large clawfoot tub oh from like 1908 cool I mean it was just it was the tub of tubs and like my friend he's like 6'3 and he anytime that he would be visiting in town he's like can I please take a bath because like it's one of the only bathtubs that a tall person could fit in it's awkward a lot of times in a bathtub for if you're over six feet tall it's not yeah. it's either your your legs are crunched up <laughs> at the end or else you're and then but then you're also like this far out of the water or else you know just you're let your I guess bottom half's in and then you're just sort of sitting straight up and uh, yeah. the whole top part of your body is getting cold I had I had no idea that like how troublesome it was because I'm five two and so like even small bathtubs I'm like this is great but that bathtub I actually like couldn't really lay down I would drown in the tub because I like I would use my toe to like prop myself up it was that long Ooh. it was so so big and thankfully utilities were included because I can only imagine what the water bill sure. <laughs> would have been for that it was not uh environmentally friendly um but, but it was it, it was the bathtub of bathtubs and I will always like sure we couldn't control our own heat and our landlord told us to use our gas stove for heat and just crack the door so it was very unsafe but the bathtub yeah. beautiful <laughs> yeah. the bathtub I I had this thought just a day or two I was like I just want to go somewhere like I like what I'm the Google, I said, you know, how can I go around and be able to check out different bathtubs or hot tubs or hot springs and make that pay for it? And I'm like, I, I don't know. Like, like a, I, that's, that's my thing. That That's where I, I want to be. Um, I miss the, the high desert. It was so great in uh, Utah and Idaho all those hot springs out there. Um, uh -huh. I'm, I like those hot springs. Um, but all you have to do, if you're ever looking for a hot spring, you follow, you find out where the Russians are. And uh, <laughs> that's where they all go. Is, is, that, yeah. is that true? That'd be a weird thing to not be true, but. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Anytime you go to any hot spring, there's always Russians there. Um, they, they all, there's some sort of thing that they're, they're on the ends with it and okay. they're just like you always I always just hear Russian and I um like okay yep that's okay. what you're doing here like this is a good place to be so so this uh, is even better to know since I'm 
trying, like my goal is to learn Russian and I'm working on on that and then working with my students. And um, so I signed up for winter term to continue uh, being a teacher's assistant and don't fight with each other, please. (laughs) Stop it. Um, And I didn't realize that the teacher that I'm helping, he speaks Russian. And I, we went this entire oh. term and I didn't know. And he's like, oh, well, if you want to like continue on, then I'm happy to do like, you know, sit down and we can do conversations and like study group. I was like, that's, that's not why I was doing it, but what an added cool bonus. Yeah. Uh, so going to start doing that. So now I have even more motivation so I can find out where all the good hot springs are. <laughs> right. Besides, besides Bagby and, uh. Bagby isn't that bad. It's 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 hit or miss. Depends when you go. I've only um, been to Hot Springs once in my life. Okay. And they were um out near Bend, kind of a, like they were out near Bend, and there was some kind of lake. And I went with a guy I was dating and his friends that lived out there, but it was like really just kind of a like near the water, and then there was like a big kind of puddle, like a human sized puddle. Yeah, and it was just like kind of dirt, and then everyone sat in the hot dirt water. Yeah, there are some like <laughs> that. I I did one of those up in uh, in Wyoming. Okay, uh, kind of weird. But then there's some uh, where it's like a a big pool, like they That's make what it. I was like, imagining. Yeah, yeah. If if you go, uh, I don't want to give out too many secrets here, but uh, do it offline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you, if you end Russian, up, and then <laughs> yeah. if you yeah, if you end up down uh, out in, in I guess the Rockies um, okay. at some point, uh, there there's some. Let's see, what would it be of a drive for you? It'd probably be like seven or eight hours. It might okay. be a little bit of a a little bit of a haul. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, the. Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, maybe 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 like six. I think I can find you one in six with some some pools if you're okay driving six hours. But I bet there are some that are closer in the Cascades. There's websites and stuff, but yeah, um, yeah maybe some sort of a Russian meetup. You can just go out, <laughs> hang out there, and it's like you're in the tub all day. And uh, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I had one that had. Uh, it was like a yeah big pool and it had some like water slides and stuff and uh yeah that's yeah i'm envisioning and so i felt kind of bad that like i was so disappointed by like the mud puddle hot spring because i was like it's fine but i just had envisioned like what i saw in the movies then i was like oh well maybe it's like maybe i had the wrong idea and i just had this hollywood version but no one else i when people describe hot springs i'm like oh i think i just got the worst one (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah like i mean even bagby's like i don't know not even an hour i bet from from you um that's like up you, to the dam right it's it's up sort of out uh like i don't know kind of like out, out past estacoda no like estacada oh, and uh okay um out towards mount hood sort of like on that back side of mount hood okay uh but that place is pretty nice you you gotta hike in a ways it's like if you go before like if you go in the when there's snow out there uh it can be troublesome mm-hmm. but 
I mean, if you go now, you would probably be okay. But you have to go like on a Tuesday or Wednesday or something. You go on a weekend, there's going to be, you know, tons a, a bunch, tons of people. And there's like a few little inside bathtubs that you can use and fill up. Um, mm -hmm. It might have changed a little bit, but that's what I remember from it. And um, yeah, but I mean, I think with most of those, you kind of have to go on a, on a weekday or if you find the ones where you can go there early in the morning, that's kind of nice too, having the, the early morning. Uh, but yeah, that's something I, I mean, like right now it's pretty far away to go to one. And even the ones that I've found that are like, you know, within six, you know, six hour drives, which is a long way for it to go just to a hot spring. Um, but yeah, they're not, they're more like the, the mud hole uh, yeah. kind of <laughs> yeah. a thing and not some nice thing. Uh, but, you know, long as it's hot water, but it is, it is nice having something with, you know, some, some sort of enclosure where you feel like it's, you're not just in a hole with a bunch <laughs> of people. <laughs> well, for me, like, and growing up in the Pacific Northwest, like having lived here my whole life, I, it's weird that I have this like fear, like in general, I feel safe in nature. I like it, but it, it was a fear I developed growing up. Cause my dad, I think maybe when I was like six or seven, got like just a big wooden canoe. And so oh. we'd go out and it was amazing to, cause you can have that ability to, you know, see parts of nature that no one else can get. Like you can't get with a motorized boat, you know, you can only get there with a canoe. Yeah. But, what terrifies me are the stumps that have been cut off and then water covers them. And so when you like row over those, there is something where it like makes all of the hair on the back of my neck. Like, it's just, it's terrifying to me. And so I'm just like, I think the hot springs, I'm like, Oh, are they going to be near that? And so I think it's anytime there's murky water, that okay. isn't really see-through. It just freaks. I'm terrified of the ocean. Like I'll go in the clear ocean, but I I don't think I've ever actually gone swimming in the Pacific Ocean. My my whole life, because if I can't see through it, I'm terrified. I am so scared of giant squid, which, you know, are not going to be close enough to me on land, but are a legitimate fear. Sure. And so if I if I can't see through it, I'm just apprehensive. Um, so like the only swimming in the ocean I've ever done has been like in Florida. Cause you know, yeah. you can walk out for like a half mile and I'm like, Oh, this, this is great. I don't care. This is fantastic. And I realize there's dangers, but I can see the danger. But here I'm like, I don't know. Could be a giant squid tentacle coming for me. Like, or who knows? I know there's not a giant squid living in a lake, but you don't know. I don't know. It could be under all the mud. Right. <laughs> and I, I don't want to get in that water. I don't want to get in, uh, the water at, at the at the coast i don't want to go out to uh you know seaside or you know uh some some other like I, you know anywhere anywhere on the coast uh the only place the closest i will get is i will go up on in the long beach peninsula i'll go up okay. sort of in that but even there like i don't yeah i don't want to go out i don't know it's still it's only like a from August until like, there's like maybe a four to six week window I'll go in. Like once the water, 
I'm, I'm not one of those people who's in there uh, going and floating from Barton to Carver uh, in May, no. the first day that it's hot and, uh, or, no. you know, do, doing one of those things. And I, I need, I need my water hot and I just, yeah. yeah so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. I don't want to, I don't know what's in the water. Like yeah. I know there's a lot of things, there's a lot of things and it's not my home. It, that Exactly. That's exactly what I'm like. I'm in your, it's the same thing. Like if I see a spider outside, I'm like, Hey, I'm in your space. Yep. I do struggle. Like if I can, I'll put a spider outside. But if a spider is in my home, I'm like, Hey, I also know that you will chomp on me and you don't care. Like, and I'm kind of allergic to spider bites. Like anytime I get them, I end up on antibiotics. Like I get really, really sick from them. Oh, okay. I'm kind of like, well, it's you or me. And if I, if I can get them to get outside, yes. But I'm just like, if, if I was in your web, you wouldn't even think twice. And that's, right. I have to have this whole rationale every single time. Um, because it's like, you're, you're in my home, but if I'm in your home, it's, it's my fault, you know? So. Yeah. yeah. And then they'll tell their friends if they somehow, somehow tell them their friends to stay out of, <laughs> stay out of the house. This yeah, is my and, spot. Well, and I have like peppermint oil is supposed to be a good deterrent and it's like tea, tea tree oil and stuff. So I, and I use peppermint oil just in general for like muscle pain because it's a really great numbing agent. And so I'm like, you would think with the amount of peppermint that I am constantly, sm I smell like a human candy cane. I don't right. understand it. Like, so if that spider is still like, I don't care. Like, I hate this smell, but I hate you more. Yeah. I really feel bad. I get it. We, we're just not meant to get along. And I'm sorry, you have to die. Because <laughs> like, yeah. you're, yeah. you're trying to kill me. And I don't need a $200, you know, urgent care bill because I didn't want to smash you. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, honestly, yeah. that phrase right there should just work for people in life. Like, that's just a slogan yeah. for life. <laughs> If there's a two hundred dollar urgent care bill, that's you're on Don't your smash. own. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. And I mean, peppermint oil is great. Like peppermint, anything like uh, for yeah, muscles or for like if muscles, like if you're uh, after you, I eat, I like to have a a cup of peppermint tea because mm. it's uh, it's good for the stomach, for like relaxing the stomach. Um, it's something really, really weird though, like. You know, with the uh, the cold water, like, because cold water is kind of the, the worst thing you can eat or like take in when you're eating when you're digesting food. Because oh, I didn't it, know that. Yeah, that's why, I, like, yeah, as I'm drinking cold water, um, I'm, I'm drinking cold water right now too. <laughs> yeah, but we're not eating, so uh, so it's okay. But uh, yeah, with your metabolism, it kind of like stops everything and makes it really hard for everything to break down as easily oh. um so like you should be drinking like warm water or but who wants to drink warm water and i, I hate like just take like table temperature water like right. oh i was i was somewhere kind of fancy recently and i was sitting at the bar and the bartender was like, oh, would you like sparkling or house water? Right. And I was like, what? what's house water? It's like, oh, well, you know, it's not sparkling water. It's like, so water? 
like tap water. Well, it's not tap water, it's house water. And, and he just kind of doubled down. I was like, I don't understand. He goes, well, you know, you have house liquor. So you have house water. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But it's just like, it broke my brain. And then me asking broke his brain. So we we're both just like, what's happening? Like we're speaking the same language. We, there is no disconnect, but somehow we can't fathom. Cause he was like, oh, I've never heard it called. I was like, what? And mind you, he was a 21 new bartender, like, but just the, no, it's house water. Wow. It's, <laughs> I don't even know what I would say if someone yeah. told me it was house water. I, yeah. you, know, you got a hose? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like that's, oh yeah, it's house water. It's like what you drink when you're in the summer outside and your parents are like, no, you stay outside all day. Go drink from the hose. That's house right. water. <laughs> that's house water. That's not just, uh, I, I guess it's probably out of a tap somewhere, probably maybe a kitchen. Uh, it's probably filtered. Or, I think that's what I would imagine is it's like filtered through the house, which is the restaurant. Like right. logically it makes sense, but I was just, it really threw me on the phrasing. And I think it's delightful and I would really like to to start using it. Like if someone comes over and it's like, oh, would you like some house water? Right, yeah. I, no, think I, that... I want to make it mainstream. <laughs> So would house water have to be filtered or would it, uh, or would it just, cause I mean, what would unfiltered house water be? Would it still be house water? Undrinkable. Undrinkable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've, yeah. I've had some pretty bad water where you need to have a filter. Yeah. And Our old apartment and you know, Overall, I would, Portland has wonderful drinking water. You know, that is yeah. something Portland is known for. And the water, that's why there's so many pizza shops. That's why there's so many ramen shops because the water is, and bagel shops because the water is amazing. But depending on where you live and how old your house is, that can impact because of the pipes. So like the old apartment, because it was just kind of falling down, the water was real funky. So it's like, we mm. always made sure we had a Brita. Um, yeah. because that was built in 1908. Our current house, I think was like 1920-ish around okay. that. So again, still older pipes. Like there's just a little bit of a funk and you can, you can't really taste it in fresh water, but you can taste it in the ice, which is I was weird. Say, the ice, the ice is where you can taste oh. it. I, like I'm, I don't know. We have, we have an ice machine or not ice machine, ice trays here. Uh, oh, I was like, Tell me everything yeah. you what luxury yeah. are you living in? Well, I had ice ice machine at one place, but uh, that was an anomaly. Um, I think that that was in Utah, and uh, yeah, like yeah, we have ice trays right now, and okay. yeah, yeah. That, it just it's got some, and then and then they're in the freezer with the freezer stuff. So then there's there's that too. Um, yep. I don't know, but yeah, like those, but then you have to find those weird filters and stuff for the, the filtered water and the, the ice on the, like in the refrigerator. They're the never ice. the same. I swear to you, they, Rita has more inconsistency than Apple does. And I don't know why we're not talking about it. You know, every, either. we can, we can get government regulation for, like, and that is going to happen with Apple. I think the, it started in the UK of like, hey, you can't keep making all these different chargers. It's messed up. You got to like have some consistency. But no one's checking Brita. Like, 
I cannot find. And I swear it's like every few years and it's really hard to like, I've never seen a code or anything. You kind of have to like guess. And then I don't know, at one point I probably had six filters that I couldn't use. And it's like, can you, is there any way to use them and just like, I don't know, put it in a glass and then slowly pour it over and just do it by hand. Like you're living in the apocalypse. Cause like, what do you do? Right. And and can you, you can't really sell them to people. Like people are going to be apprehensive about, Oh, here's my, uh, I tried to put this Brita water filter on, uh, but it didn't quite work. I'm going to sell it to you though. And so you're just sort of stuck with this, like, you know what, maybe we should, maybe there could be like a, you know, they've got weirder groups for things. And it's just like, my Brita doesn't fit. And then it's, you know, an invite only group and you know, like your type of Brita and you've got your, your picture is just your Brita filter and it's your style of Brita. And then you can just trade and you don't know anyone. It's like, yep. You just like, maybe you do a meetup and it has to be like unmarked and people are like, what is going on? And it's just, it's just an underground black market Brita filter trade. Um, to, and you know what, it, hopefully it would reduce waste. Clearly, you know, that person also is making delicious ice cubes, drinking fancy house filtered water. So you right. share two things in common. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I think they should show up in some nice, uh, like a paper bag, uh, that you, like a lunch, lunch bag. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm picturing. And it's just like, hey, yep. And because I imagine like, you know, and if say you're all in the same city, which would be probably most convenient and yeah. you, you pick a, a local neighborhood spot and they're like, oh yeah, that's that group that's here once a month. And they just all trade Brita water filters. <laughs> and you're like, that's weird, but it's also like really sweet. <laughs> like, yeah. And it really makes a lot of sense because yeah. people need to have a, yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine that. I, that would be kind of interesting to see a, a whole bunch of people with a whole bunch of Apple products just showing up in one spot, like just yeah. to swap, like a big Apple Apple Drive, uh, Apple Apple Swap, or yeah, like so. imagine if you 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 name it like the Apple Swap or something, and you've got like one person that's just does not understand it's like apple products and they're like oh i I just i love apples it's apple season they just show like a bag of apple i would love that i would (laughs) i would be friends with that person (laughs) that would be really sweet it's uh speaking of apples so uh right before i moved i wanted to go to an apple orchard and get some apple cider yeah so Went to this one place and it was fucking lines everywhere, you know, parking cars in the grass. I'm like, nope, not going to go here. Not, yeah. not even worth it. Just like there's people like having you like motioning you to go in a park in some place in the grass. It and it's just like controllers so you can get your organic cider. <laughs> yeah. And then so it was just like got in there like, nope, just drove off as soon as they tried to pull, pull us in there. And then went to this other place and uh got a cup that was probably this i don't know if you see how like probably like six six ounces maybe eight ounces yeah uh it was five dollars for a cup was it It the best cider you've ever had in your entire life it was the best cider i've ever had in my entire life (laughs) but i i couldn't believe it there's like 
this little cup for five dollars. I'm like, you gotta be shitting me. There's no way I'm paying five dollars for this. And but then I'm like, I can't. I already passed up one place. I don't yep, want to try yep. to find another place. It's gonna cost more to go and drive to another place. Exactly. Just try yep. it. And it was it was <laughs> delicious. I, I wish I could have gone back and got more, but uh, you you never know. Uh, I like I like buying drinks when like whenever there's you know I go to a lot of yard sales and and stuff of that nature. Uh, Same. But whenever yeah, yeah and there there's kids that are selling something, selling uh, lemonade or whatever they're selling. I'm always I always buy it. Um, oh yeah. Because you know most of the time it's not that good, but I. I don't know. I wish I could say, I don't know why I don't. I feel it would be better for them. Maybe put a little bit more sugar in here, but like some constructive feedback. <laughs> yeah. Some constructive feedback would be good because, you know, so maybe, maybe everyone's too polite to tell them that, that they need to up their, up their game. And I think it could be nice, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I like, stopping by and getting getting some drinks plus i get i get thirsty i work up a work up a thirst and an appetite doing those those things yeah. but, uh, and it was weird too they were called tag sales too I've, uh, in connecticut i've heard that my mom um i didn't know if that's it is that an east coast thing but my mom has mentioned she's like tag sales and i haven't heard a lot i actually haven't heard it since i was a kid i was like wait a minute uh yeah okay it's yeah. all, I'm like, well, where's the garage sale? What's the garage sale? Like tag sale. Oh, okay. Well, okay. so the the neighborhood that we live in now has kids like doing lemonade stands and stuff. So over the summer, I was like taking a Nike bike around. And I'd like stop and, you know, transport. So I made sure I started carrying like coins and some dollars and stuff. Stopped at one stand and they had like this is so Portland, a, like a wicker basket full of like organic snacks, like, you know, all natural kind of like a fruit roll up. And then like a cheese puff that was gluten-free, like really nice snacks. And then there was some organic lemonade and the lemonade was pretty good, but the the snacks were free with purchase of lemonade. Uh And And this is where I think maybe don't do the feedback because I was like watching these kids like be so happy. And I was like, wow, that just seems like really bad business that you're giving away like the higher ticket item and selling the lower. And I kind of went into this and one kid goes, yeah, I agree. And I was like, I just brought capitalism to these children. These children had a wonderful, sweet, just like, Hey, we're going to sell the product we love and give away this other thing that we get for free from our family that they make us eat these shitty snacks. We probably don't like, we want, you know, get rid of these. We can buy the good snacks. And I was like, or <laughs> here's what you could do. You could be better business children. And I like rode away feeling like garbage. I had my, cause I was like the last person who got something for free. Cause they're like, what do you want? And so I took like this awful fruit roll up and I just carried it in my purse all summer thinking like you ruined like four children's lives. What is wrong with you? So keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Maybe you're, or like, beware of your constructive criticism because I just I felt and I still feel genuinely bad because it's like ah like my that's when your grown-up brain does something that like a kid brain doesn't do so right and I mean I think you get that way even yeah well like 
just i mean it's like what are you looking for when you're out uh at, at the sales are is there certain things you're looking for if you're at the, you're talking about the bins earlier are you yeah. looking for certain things or so i my boyfriend had this thing now and it sounds really silly but it's actually really worked where we talk about what we would like to manifest at the bins we're like you know what are Whoa. things what are things we've been looking for like i really want like a big pepper grinder because my roommate had a beautiful one and it got it got lost in the move or when he was working he's a chef and so I was like I want a pepper grinder and then what are the odds like that that day my boyfriend finds a giant big like restaurant pepper grinder and it, now it won't be you can't say I want it to be like blue you can't say I want this to be like a pair of blue boots you're not going to find that but if you're like I want you know maybe Christmas tree ornaments I need some of those. They may not be exactly what you want, but you're going to find them. And so having like kind of setting that intention and not like not being too greedy, just being like, oh, you know, just maybe a handful of things casually. Like I needed to find my mom a birthday gift and she really likes purses, but handbags are really expensive. And she's like, don't spend that money on me. But she wanted a specific like salmon pink kind of like orangey handbag. And I was like, how am I ever going to find that? We walk into the bins, the first bin I go to, it's a like designer bag that would run like $500 in the exact color with all of the pockets, everything in fabulous condition, just sitting there. And I was like, oh my. and so I got it and I cleaned it and sprayed it and like, and that was her birthday gift. And it was, you know, not even a dollar, I think. Yeah, how, much a pound. Yeah. yeah. So it was just like just finding things that we need and like because really for the most part I am not buying anything new I'm really avoiding it as far as like you know house good or anything a house good what is that a house water it's just everything's a house <laughs> thing um but like pots and pans and you know some of the stuff I am buying like through Etsy or online because if I can't find it the bins like pots and pans are really hard so that's kind of the collection I'm building up right now um you doing cast iron We've got some cast iron, but actually I love, he was a 1960s, 70s, and then up through the 90s, a chef named Graham Kerr, the Galloping Gourmet. Okay. And I, so I'm just obsessed with him. And my great grandma in her, she had a cooking show back in the 60s in Portland. What? What, <laughs> yeah. what, what was, what was that called? Uh, the Grace Phipps show. So she was on Channel 2 News. And yeah, she but my mom knows that. So uh, she also was the ghostwriter for Polly Pacific. And those were like little recipe like pamphlets that would go out to people. And so that that was her. Oh, and she okay. got to meet Graham Kerr. And so she really liked him. And then my grandma really liked him. Then my mom. And so I'm, it's like four generations. And so I collect his cookbooks, wow. but I learned recently he had a cookware line that came out and I found some of the pieces online and they're in amazing working condition and they're from the seventies and they're just stunning. Where, where did you find them? Found what them part, on of the, what like, part of the country was it? They're kind of from all over. So no one really has a lot. It's like someone will have one pan or one pot. And the thing Whoa. is, yeah. So I'm slowly 
looking at different pieces, looking at like, okay, what condition are they in? Are they still fully usable? And slowly building up my pot and pan collection with these old vintage pieces. But then at the bins, I have a 1970s avocado, like six speed blender that we just found fully working. And it'll work forever. Exactly. Oh, it blends like I've never seen. Like I, I had a food processor, it broke. I tried to fix it. I was like, this is unfortunate. And so just like, whatever, you can put anything in this blender. It's amazing. And it looks so great in the kitchen. And so it's like a mixture of like so much exists in the world. You don't really need to buy new stuff. And actually all my furniture in my room is from vintage shops or the bins. And then we've refin- like refinished it and found knobs and just like completely redone everything for, you know, maybe $200 when you're putting all supplies and everything. Um, yeah. But it's just so much exists in the world. So it, I'll go out and I'm looking for like always books to read. Um, so but what's your style when you go through the books? Because oh. there there are people in there I see uh, who have the the, the Amazon scanners. app, the scanners. The, the... the scanners. So for the most part, we are in our like children's books are really popular here. That's a no. that's a big one that people are going for. Um, Interesting. But I'm usually looking for like late 1800s into like early 1900s books, especially cookbooks. That's my like absolute goal are cookbooks. Um, if they have handwriting, they've got all their like their recipes, recipe like card holders with everything. That's what I'm looking for because cookbooks tell a history about people that no one really writes about. Like we, we learn what an everyday person was cooking and eating and how they were shopping. And it gives you the prices like, um, Sears and Roebuck, Roebuck catalogs from the early 1900s. Yeah. Down. I mean, they're like, it's like a phone book and you can open it up and you can get everything from a coffin to a set of mini teaspoons. It's everything you can imagine. And one of them I opened, it was like, it, it, it sounded kind of arrogant, but I loved it. It was like, this is a glimpse at history. This is a record for future generations to see what life was like in this year. What was popular? Like it just, no one really writes stories about the regular person. It's always like someone that was amazingly wealthy and rich and all their accomplishments, but no one's talking about like the woman who's found out an amazing hack to cook for her 12 children by making all of her eggs on a baking tray. And depending on how you like your eggs, you put it on a different baking tray everyone's eggs come out at the same time you can get breakfast on the table in a reasonable amount like that's whose story I want I don't care how someone became a billionaire everyone that's that story yeah yeah so that's that's what I love about the cookbooks is your there's one called helpful Heloise and it's a lot of um I guess you would call it like user submissions but it's women sending in like the the egg hack or you know here's how to freeze eggs or here's how to like save the ends of soap chunks and put them in an old sock and then you can take all those soap chunks and you have like kind of a a makeshift like loofah full of soap and just to prevent waste so it's it's a snapshot into time and we get to learn about women who you know in this case with cookbooks it is mostly women but 
women whose stories sure. deserve to be told and who deserve to be honored and revered. I have found someone's, her name is Mildred Hayes. She graduated Ooh, Mildred. from Mildred and I've tried to find her, but I haven't had any luck. She graduated from high school in 1932 and I found her high school diploma still framed. Whoa. So that's in my room hanging up and I've got my diploma kind of like above it. And I'm like, good for you, Mildred. That's amazing. Like you graduate and I'm sure she passed away and no one in her family thought anything of it. It didn't mean anything, but it's like that meant something to her. And hopefully Mildred wasn't an awful person. I don't know. I tried to look right. it up to make sure. But like, <laughs> you're like, oh no, Mildred was evil. But it's it's allowing a piece of history to keep living on and creating your own memories with something that's there. Because how often has someone looked at an Ikea bookshelf and been like, oh, those were the days. Really loved putting that together with someone. Like you don't have that versus looking at a desk that has like, you know, someone wrote too hard with a pen. So the pen etching is in there or it's scuffed. And it's like, oh yeah, that's where someone so used to always walk by and like knocked into it. And so there's just a history and a life that comes with it. So that's, that's what I love about right. the vintage stores and everything like that is yeah. getting to to live someone else's a little bit of their life. Yep. With- like I've seen a thing at a, like a barbershop or a salon where like the, um around the chair like in a, a horseshoe shape is like is worn down from the people walking you know back and forth through there yeah Just, uh, hey, yeah see that they were there and they got to you know they had the experience and um i mean yeah those those cookbooks like yeah, when I was in Minnesota, I was finding a lot because Betty Crocker's from there. Oh, so okay. I, I, I had a Betty Crocker. What what's that? I just figured Betty Crocker would be popular very much Midwest, but I didn't know she was from there. Yeah, yeah. So there was I got tons and tons of Betty Crocker things. And um yeah, those things all did great. Uh I mean as far as selling them, I, I couldn't hold on to all of them, but I did end up, I got, there's a, like a grocery store. I got this recipe book. That's like a, a binder and it's probably about like this thick. Um, I held on to that thing. That thing's cool. And I keep saying, I'm going to go and take pictures of all this stuff and put it up on the internet, but uh, I haven't yet. I don't know if there's some sort of legal thing with that since the grocery store is still a grocery store. I don't, I don't know. I think you're probably fine. I actually found, have you heard of Kitchen Caboodle? Uh, yeah. So at the bins, I found a like spiral, like the plastic spiral bound Kitchen Caboodle cookbook. Whoa. Yeah. And you got it's, it? I, I have it. Yeah. And that's the other thing is like, my boyfriend and I talk about selling things and I'm just like, the books, I don't know if I can part with like other things glassware so like that's totally fine but these books I also um I have one from 81 and it's made in Oregon and it's got Moe's restaurant's clam chowder recipe as submitted by Moe's I've got the ringside onion rings recipe like really amazing pieces of Oregon history in these cookbooks and like I will say some of the I found a lot of like church ones and some of those recipes are horrible (laughs) i'm like you took that 
to friends. I don't think they were your friends anymore, Deborah. That's awful. But like, just the cookbooks are so amazing. And the grocery store ones or um, any of the pamphlets, I think are just so, so cool. So hang, hang on to it, you know? And yeah. And that's, I'm actually trying not to Google recipes anymore. I'm trying to almost exclusively cook from my cookbook. So it's like, if I want to make something and I don't know off the top of my head, I'm like, go through your cookbooks. And if you can't find anything, then I'll Google it. What's something that you've gone through and found recently that you decided you're not recently, but at some point in the, you know, sometime in the past that you, you've uh, has really surprised you? It Well, we recently made the Moe's clam chowder and it was so good. It was shockingly good. I I was uh, blown away. I was like, I don't need a, might need to go to Moe's again. Like, right, yeah, you don't need to go out. so good. Um, I am excited to try some of the clarified butter recipes though, because I've started making my own butter. I've been doing Ooh, that for you, a couple months. How are you doing that? So I am, oh, me. Um, I'm going to get the kid. Oh, oh my, my phone call showed up on my laptop. Sorry about that. Nice. Hey, it's, uh, you know, like uh, it was like the other phone, the back to the, <laughs> the landline. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I'm doing it in the KitchenAid mixer. Um, you can do it in a mason jar. That takes hours. Um, you can also, like, I'm not to the point of getting the butter churn because that takes, for a really skilled butter maker, they're like, oh, 45 minutes nonstop. And it's like, for a novice, I'm sure a day. So the KitchenAid mixer, you take heavy whipping cream, you pour it in there, and in like a little less than a half hour, you have fresh butter. Wow. That's and you can put other shit in it if you want. Yes. So fresh butter lasts about two weeks. You do, if you're going to keep it Ooh. on the counter, you need to have it in one of like the, the water butter things. So it's like the butter hangs upside down in a dome and then there's water underneath and it's okay. kind of special. And that, but you have to change the water every two days or it gets funky. So you've got two weeks on that. You can freeze it for like a couple months, but as soon as you start adding herbs or anything, you're reducing yeah. the shelf life. So Ooh. you need to like, for Christmas, I'm going to be giving people butter and it's like, all right, I'll take a request of like, would you like an herb butter, but let me know when you're going to use it so that I can prepare it in time. So. Awesome. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, it, it really and, is fun and you get to like mold the butter. And so I picked up some. Like, oh, I was going to say, what you got? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can get really whimsical and fun, but I think I'm not there yet. I'm just thinking like butter, kind of like a stick of butter, something that's practical. But, um, you know, you can go to the bins and like get cookie, like uh, cookie cutters, anything. You can kind of mold it with whatever you want. The important thing is washing the butter because you want to get all of like the buttermilk out because if there's more of that, that liquid kind of in there, your butter won't last as long. So the washing okay. process is really important. And for about, you use a half gallon of heavy whipping cream, you'll get a pound of butter and you will get a quart of fresh buttermilk. And so what do you do with the buttermilk? Well, I am a terrible baker, but I am really trying to learn how to bake um, and, and using it for baking. But you can, you know, dredge your chicken in it, 
for buttermilk fried chicken or just buttermilk baked chicken. Um, buttermilk can actually sub in for a lot of things. Like maybe you don't have sour cream or yogurt. You can use that and mix it with some heavy cream. So buttermilk is an option for a lot of recipes, but I've never like, I don't go out and actively buy it, but now having it as a byproduct, I'm like, what can I put it in? You can put it in cookies and cakes and anything in bread and biscuits. So just fine. And the buttermilk's good for, I would say a little less than a week because you don't want to do it too funky. But um, I have tried to make cream cheese and mozzarella. Cream cheese is really hard to make. It, It easily can become very leathery and just not great. And the mozzarella, the yield is not worth it. So like, I would say, depending on where you live and price wise, it yep. is cheaper to buy your own cream cheese. It is cheaper to buy your own like cottage cheese, any type of cheese form. Um, sour cream, hit or miss. You're not going to get a high yield. Um, so I would say best bet with the buttermilk is baking. Um, but the once you have the fresh butter, it is very hard to go back. Even Tillamook butter, that's really good. And obviously Kerrygold is a, a butter in and of its own kind. You know, Kerrygold is its own gold standard. Right. But it's hard to go back when you can just smear like fresh butter on a piece of toast. Even if it's like Wonder Bread, it tastes phenomenally better with fresh butter. I've, I'm all for that. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's some things that you just, you can't go back once once you try it. And I, I feel like having your own butter would be be one of those. Um, that's yeah. how it was with eggs. Oh. I had I had a hard time. I didn't like... I didn't have an egg that was not a white egg from the grocery store until I was in my thirties. And I had, I had a friend who had chickens and he lived in the suburbs, like a mile or two from me. And that was the first time I had an egg that wasn't uh, an egg like that. And that's when I was like, okay, why, why am I eating these eggs? This This tastes nothing like an egg. This is, Nope, you don't nope. need the salt that you would need. I mean, when you're able to have a fresh ingredient like that, you need so much less of it and you need so much less seasoning, like a, the color of a farm egg. I, I'm lucky to live near a, a wonderful local produce stand and a farmer, um, I think his name is Jeff, comes in twice a week for egg drops. And it's like, here's all my, and so it, I think it's Tuesdays and Thursdays. So it's like, you got to get there because they sell out, right? And he's got the bantam eggs, so the little chicken eggs, which I like. And yeah. then kind of like the, in a farm, you're not going to get jumbo eggs. You're going right. to get like tiny eggs and a little bit larger. And, you know, they can come in an array of colors, depending on what kind of chicken they are. And, but the the yolk is where you can really tell the difference of it being like, almost like a burnt orange in a yep. fresh egg. Yep. And the the taste of it, it's like, it's a buttery taste and you don't need to like, cause I didn't really like anything but scrambled eggs because you just got like the big white shell. That's I grew up with farm eggs and then I didn't have access to them. I lived in college. I didn't have anywhere I could get them. And now again, I'm like, you know what? That's kind of my splurge. Like my splurge is going to be paying for more expensive eggs and eating less of them. Yeah. So. It's totally worth it. I mean, you can yes. get a dozen eggs for a dollar sixty-nine, or you can, you know, spend four, I don't know, usually four or five dollars for a dozen is kind of what it seems like it's about right now for 
think a dozen fresh eggs here three if you're lucky yeah here they're they're running i think between five to 750 um, I think it's fair. 50 cents an I, egg. I'm okay paying that. 100%, like 100%, especially since it's a local farm you're supporting, they're transporting it in and out. And what's really cool about this place is um, everyone saves their cartons and we return cool. them. So, and uh, same with all the produce boxes. They're not like the plastic ones. They're the kind of like paper mache consistency. And so yeah. anyone that kind of lives in the neighborhood we all save them and then we take them all back so they can reuse them. So it's like maybe once a week I go with my pile of like, here's my egg carton that I've collected over the past you know month and here's all my crates and give them back. So it's kind of like reducing that little bit of waste where we can, you know? Yeah. And oh man, yeah, it's like, I've, uh, I like it where I am right now. Like I got, uh, I got it pretty good. Um, like I got farms all around me now. I got, oh. um, if you ever need a, a butter churn, I got, I got, the, I got butter churns up the wazoo. Um, I mean, I'm like not I, against it. Yeah. I I've mean, been really it, wanting one. I just know that the craftsmanship, it's going to be, you're going to, are they Amish? That would yeah. be my, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, mean, I, I live right by Amish people. All okay. Of, so if you need any baking stuff or, anything of that nature, like right. that kind of stuff. If there's anything in that realm that you're looking for, let me know. I would um, actually love to know what the, the price points are for butter churns. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll look around. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Cause I don't want to buy one just online. I've looked right? and it's like, I don't want that. And, and I have, um, it's a line, a series of books called it's a Foxfire, Firefox. And it's the history of Appalachian people here in America and it's survivalist books cool. and it, they're amazing you can find some of them on thrift books which is a great website to avoid spending money on Amazon and buying secondhand books um and it, I mean it's everything you need but there's an entire chapter on butter churning and just you've got to have the right type of churn and so yeah I think Amish absolutely that would be the only way to go I don't want to just buy it from someone named Barbara that lives in the suburbs <laughs> right yeah that says it's it's Amish uh Amish inspired or something or yeah like yeah. and so many of the butter churns weirdly enough online like all the they make hand crank ones if you look at the details like on Etsy they just say like not for use so there's people that just have fake butter churn again like a fake answering machine like maybe they're trying right. to buy that aesthetic but it's like i don't want something in my house if i can't use it i want it to actively like i've got the butter churn it's because you know what maybe once a month i have two martinis and i churn myself some butter like or yeah. at least try. <laughs> i think that's great a great thing to do like I, i'm <laughs> i'm jealous i'm gonna i need to up my butter game and now i'm i'm feeling i'm feeling it and just it's worth yeah. it. It's so worth it. And it's, it's really fun. And it's, it's one of those projects that you do and you feel really accomplished and it's really impressive to people. And you're like, it's not that impressive. Like, it is, but it's not. And it's fun. And, you know, depending on like, if you had kids in your life, it'd be a great project to do with kids, honestly. Oh yeah. Cause it'd be like, Hey, you have to squeeze it. And it's kind of like, you get to play with the, but you can't overwork butter. So you can keep squeezing it. And keep washing. Uh, yeah. So it's not like dough. 
Exactly. Yeah. So it it's just a really fun project for for any age, but I don't think it's the first one that you would think of. Like, hey, do you want to come over and make butter? And it's like that sounds awful. And it's like, or it'd be really fun. So right. I mean, that would be great. To, yeah. Like if they have a lot of energy, uh, still have more energy. Hey, you can get you can work the thing more. You that can work be- it down more. Um, honestly, having children, that sounds horrible, like unpaid child labor. Didn't mean that. But like, <laughs> you know, Christmas cookies, that that's a great family project. But you could be like, what about Christmas butter? Christmas butter would be great. Also, yeah. Actually, that's a great name for a band, too. Christmas uh, butter. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go go see them. I, bet they, I, they, I would go see them, too. I don't, I don't care what kind of music they play. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I'm in there, too. Um, so where are people going to find you um where can they see what you do uh, yeah. A, yeah always a lot when where can they uh look out for your book about recipes about recipe books <laughs> uh so on instagram my instagram handle is unsolicited aspic uh <laughs> And it, it's just, it makes me laugh. I'm so happy with it. I've changed my name a few times. And I'm like, nope, I don't think I want to change it to anything else. Um, to clarify, it's unsolicited, but it's aspic, like the jello mold. Um, but I just like the play on words. It's funny to me. Um, yeah. It always People always pause. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah, unsolicited aspic. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, you can find me. And yeah. then uh, um, I'm also on uh nightcap on turfs up radio which is a green renewable energy radio station based out of south florida so i i do the show with uh hecubus on there and a lot of times not as much now we kind of have to ebb and flow with his work schedule but we do um live shows on friday nights you can call in and text and we can chat with you and you know it's kind of a, a fun interactive component otherwise we're just talking vintage food and cookbooks and kind of whatever whatever we're eating or thinking about eating um but you can find all those recordings online you can just google amanda martin tully nightcap and that will pop up on you know whether it's spotify uh i think it's like pod.co or apple itunes it's available everywhere so you can you can find that and if you type in unsolicited aspect you will get me (laughs) if it's someone else i don't know how they did it Exactly. Yeah. I actually call the I, police. I think there is a Facebook group, like a private Facebook group that's just unsolicited aspect, but there's like nothing about it. And that's not me. So I can't vouch for that. But I would say the greater majority of what is out there on the internet is probably related to me. If it's okay. good and vintage related. Yeah. <laughs> if it's good, if it sucks, it's not me. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> don't check that out that's not me for sure i'm, I'm not selling butter online so do not buy <laughs> yeah. butter. not yet yeah you're gonna not have yet. to go find uh, amanda in person yeah. uh, go meet her at the bins make sure you yeah. give her a space uh you know cut out for her at the bins where she has extra security and a buffer zone around her so she has optimal picking space yes yes <laughs> Thank you so much. I yeah. had such a blast. You're welcome. Me too. Um, st- stay up. Will you stay on for like three, four minutes and I yeah. will give you that information. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. All right. Will do. Thank you. 
All right, that is uh, Amanda Martin Tolley. So, yeah, you guys check her out. Do it because I said so. Gosh darn it! And I enjoy talking to her. I wish I talked to her more than once a year. So, uh, thank you everyone for listening. And that is the show, man. Boom. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker.